What up, world, and welcome to another episode of Black Nerd Fridays. I'm your host, D. Neal, and you know I got the squad with me. The crew, assemble the crew. It's Suds. It's Mr. Refine. How y'all feeling today? Amazing. Great, great, great. That was a long pause right there. I was waiting for everybody to jump in. Like, it's going down. We ready. Nah, it's been a long week. It's this mix of Jubei and Daquan. I'm loving it all. Man, Daquan. Daquan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Daquan. Daquan to me, like, I'm going to get on Daquan because we're going to have some conversations about that. But (laughs) for everybody, uh, everybody joining now, thank you for joining. For people watching on the replay, make sure you do a few things for us. Of course, you got to hit the subscribe button. Hit the hit the like button. Leave some comments. Critique. Don't critique. Whatever you want to do. Give us praise. I, we don't care. We want to have your input so that we can make this show better over and over. We got Suds coming up for the month of September. It's all full takeover for Suds. Ne- then the month after that, October, we're going to leave it up to Mr. Refine. It's going down. We're going to just keep going back and forth because we all have different tastes uh, and different um, <laughs> enjoyments that we have with anime, comics, sci-fi, and everything like that. So we're just going to hit the whole gambit. Shout out to everybody who's already been on the show um, and, the, and the ones who constantly want us to come on to theirs. Uh, I appreciate that. And we definitely going to reach out more and more. We're going to keep it united because that's what it is. Collaboration over competition because competition is a collaboration. Let's get it. So what are we talking about? We are talking about, come on, it's one of Mr. Refine's favorites, Ninja Scroll. Like, I mean, it's, it's classic. It's classic. It's classic. If you, I mean, if you haven't seen Ninja Scroll, and I'm not talking about the series, because even though I did look at the series uh, later on after our, my first time ever seeing Ninja Scroll, uh, but definitely Ninja Scroll, hands down, way more detail, uh, and just and the, the the mood was a whole whole different story. And I love how quickly Ninja Scroll went into it. Uh, but we will definitely get into our questions as we usually do. But you know what we got to do, even though we like anime, uh, manga, comics, sci-fi movies and more what do we like craft beer come on you get with it so i'm gonna start off with suds suds what you drinking <laughs> so i had to go with two different beers this time so had to go with this bad boy look at that look at how pretty that is mm-hmm. the artwork mm-hmm. on this right and you know it's interesting about this it's called super sumo, uh, sumo right it's a double ipa right uh what i like about this is that they use mosaic and citrus hops and it has pineapple and orange flavor. So you know how I feel about fruit. I love my fruit. But what was interesting about this is that there actually was a black sumo wrestler. Did you guys know that? I did not know that. I mm. thought that was pretty interesting. Cool story about him. But the other one that I have is called Data Points. Look at that. Ooh, another double. Right? Double IPA. I love this. So I think this is an 8.5. And this guy, I always have a hard time trying to figure out where these are. These ABVs are out on this one, but we're going to try and guess. I'm going to see if I can figure it out. But reason why I picked this one, because I always go for themes, right? This one here, of course, data points. I feel like some of the characters, they were just making repeated mistakes. And I feel like there was a lot of information or data points to say, hey, maybe you shouldn't do that. But they didn't listen. But that's besides the point. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, you go with this. But I also feel like sometimes when you see this type of artwork on things, you have to ask yourself, are we doing any type of cultural appropriation on that? So, and a lot of people will try to sometimes dress up like sumo wrestlers, but there's a lot of history and respect that needs to go into this sport. So, mm-hmm. but I want to at least highlight that for respect something else Japanese that came out of Japan. Out there. That's what I'm talking saying. about. Just saying. <laughs> culture. Thanks. Mr. Uh, shout out to culture for real. Mr. Refine, what you drinking on? <laughs> Yo, since we watching one of my favorite, favorite, favorite joints, and it's a classic to me. I'm going with a classic, one of my favorites. Ooh, out the bag, huh? You got it. You got to get this. This is one of my favorites. I keep them. I keep them in the cellar. They hitting. It's a Belgian. That's 11.7 percent. I don't even want to talk about what I taste when I drink it. It's just it's fire. If you haven't had it, go get it. Mm. Get man. He only <laughs> he only doing one today. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna do for the first time. I think I well maybe I do this all the time. First and foremost, shout out to Tano. <laughs> Business, Oakland, California. What it do? West Oakland, North Oakland, East Oakland. I see you. <clears throat> right here we have Infinite <gasps> Stout Season. Brewing yes. Company yes. in collaboration with who? Killer Maker. You can't tell me that this can oh, art is not fire. It's going dope. down. Like this Infinite Stout Season, is. I, I'm ready to taste this. It's my first time. But Helicoastal, man, keep doing what you do. And then again, yeah, I got awesome. another Helicoastal Brewing Company beer 
Let's go, man. Shout out to the town, man. R.I.P. Shock yes, G. Shock Come on, G. Right, right, right. Look at popcorn this. One, Look, right? Look at this. Look at this joint. Yeah, the popcorn one, the 6.5 yes. with the Bay Area, with the with the Bay Bridge, not the Golden Gate Bridge, with the Bay Bridge in the background. All right. And if you ain't from the um, Bay, you're gonna learn today. All right. Look at that camera. You, right learn you see the, the tree. You see the Oakland. You see the oak tree. You know what it is. And Helicoaster over there as well. Come on, let's go, man. Shout out to Helicoastal, Chaz and Mario, man. Love y'all, for real. And then last but not least, because you know I had to do three, because last time I was slipping. Shout out to Suds. This is my last one right here. Scarlet, <laughs> come on. It sold out, hit Crab Kings, and it went it went bonkers, you know what I mean? And one, one Company collab, 12.1 ABV. We in the high ABV life. I see you, Brick. We with it. So, you know, as we usually do. Now, let me get myself off of this camera by myself, and let's talk. Like we do, we, we all you know how we start off at least with at least with me while I'm still running the show until next month. <laughs> did I keep? Did I put the good, bad, and the ugly on here? Damn, yeah, you got it, it on here. It's on what here. I, go ahead. What did I do with it? Oh, yeah, here we go. You know how I go. We discussing the good, bad, and the ugly. But before I jump into the person who I want to start off with, they're good. We got to pour up our beers. I see, said already did it. But me, yeah, I'm definitely. Yeah, I see. I'm going to start off with this Infinite Style Season 9.0 ABV. I see. Oh, look at that. That look beautiful right there. All right. Man, look at with the culture glass. Okay, I got to step my game up. So I'm going to do this real quick. I'm gonna, you know, don't want to mess Ooh, up. Look my... at that head. That's a good head on there. Don't mess that. with that laptop. But, you know, I got the helicoastal beer. The heli... Come on, man. Mm. What, you t- what are you saying? Look at the, he, matching, he matching the beer with the glass. Come, Come on. Man. We ain't playing out here. We Ooh. serious. No, no. Let me not pour all of it, though, because I do got to share with the family, though. Let me stop playing. <laughs> I'm glad you said helicoastal because me and you going to talk after the scenes about man, that. Man, let's do it, man. Helicoastal, what up with you, though? Look at it. Come on. Look how beautiful that is. This is Come on. Yeah, make it's sure going you down. for the social media manager. Oh, know. yeah. Always, I got a four-pack, so we good. We can all drink. Let's get to it. I'm gonna start off with Mr. Refine. What was your good yes. about Ninja Troll? Because you're such a big fan, I gotta start off with you. Um, I'm gonna go like this the cinematography was crazy on there, just that animation, like the colors, the way that they were using different shadows and scenes, it was just on fire. The storyline, the storyline was nuts. When I first watched it, I'm gonna say it was probably shoot 20 years ago somewhere around that time frame and i was in college as a matter of fact a freshman and it <laughs> blew my mind yeah i know i'm giving my age you gotta count yeah you gotta count it, wait what? <laughs> it blew my mind like we're just looking at it looking at everything that was happening the action in there and i just loved it loved it i instantly fell in love with it so much that i went to search out anything else related to it which mm-hmm. we ended up finding the series and the series wasn't hitting like that but you know ninja scroll is not at classic. all <laughs> if you haven't watched it you gotta watch it it's fire it's great animation. It's bloody. It's gory. It's guts. It's everything. It's that old Shogun Assassin style sort of um, anime yeah. where you get sliced and you see blood squirting and stuff. That's what I'm talking about. So this is right up my alley. So that's my good on it. Suds? Man, let me, I was all up in the camera. I have to say, 90s anime really knew how to say, let's uh, kick up the gore factor. I mean, there are some scenes where you see bodies getting cut in half. And to me, like when the bodies fell from the from the trees onto the ground and it was rain and blood, I was like, come on with it. Like, that's mm. just beautiful, right? Um, but I also think, too, like you said, the characters, I think, were pretty interesting. Some were. Some needed a little bit more development, in my opinion. But I do think it was kind of interesting to see how with the bad guys, that they each had a strength. But it also played into their weakness really well as, uh, as mm. well. So to me, I really like seeing how they really thought, oh, we're going to win this. We got you. We got over on you. But there was always something else that really caused them to have their own demise. So I think that that was pretty cool. But I do want to say there was a lot of nostalgia for me with this. But in addition, I don't know if you guys caught it, but at the end when they were playing the outro music, did it kind of remind you of the Young and Restless or was that just me? But I mean, <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Why does that sound like that soap opera from back in the day? But I will say, cinematography looked great. I love the storyline. Um, I do think that there were some cool elements to it, especially with uh, the lead female character and how you know they had this. This, and we'll talk about it a little bit later. But just this okay. idea of, yes, she's a woman, and yes, she could be taken advantage of, but she does have a you know kind of a trick up her sleeve. So I thought that that was pretty interesting how they played into that. And see, mm-hmm. I kept it short. Ooh. I kept it short. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. Yes, you did. 
It, it threw me off guard. I was ready for more. I was looking yeah, at the comments. Yeah, you're looking at the um, comments on there. I was like, all right, let me make sure the comments is going crazy. Um, <laughs> so for me, the good was it was the art style, but not only that, like I love the fact how it was really straight to the point. Uh, it didn't really start to veer off into different aspects, like a lot of the uh, Shogun era type of like Kung Fu and things of that nature. Oh, says so there we go. Kung Fu or, or uh, that nature where you see where it's kind of like they try to go beyond the plot line, but this one was straight up straight to the point. Uh, love the, love the, uh, the, the, uh, eight devils of chemo. Uh, <laughs> love that name. Uh, and I just was like, it, it was, it was to me, it was just a great time. So I'm gonna leave it at that. Now I'm gonna go to the bad. I'm gonna start off with suds. You thought I was going to miss refine, but I'm going to use suds. What was oh, your bad? You, you know me with my bad. Okay. <laughs> so my bad, and I'm gonna keep this real short. I'm gonna try. Um, I do think that there wasn't enough development of some of the characters as to why they were choosing to do this. Mm. Um, they came a little bit, but it wasn't enough for me to understand, like, why do you want to overthrow the entire government? Like, why do you want to do that? Um, they hinted at it some places here and there, but it wasn't enough for me to really be like, okay, I understand why you're doing it. Um, the other thing for me is with the, the lead female character, she kept making so many mistakes. <laughs> that to me, it was just like, you think you would learn after it. you were supposed to be this deadly assassin. You're like top in your, you know, in your clan. People fear you. You're beautiful. And you keep making the same dumb mistakes. I mean, it led to her ultimate demise. But I was just like, you know, we probably could have, you know, you guys could have done way better if she wasn't going off. Oh, let me just run into this head first. And I'm like, come on. Why did they? I think in that era, they always had the female characters where they made them very, very cold. Or they made them very dumb, right? <laughs> and it was very rare what was in between. And I'm just like, where do you have the females where they had a bit of softness to them, but yet seemed to be able to think things through? Like the the, the evil characters are that are female always think kind of have this like upper hand. They're very mm -hmm. seductive, but at the same time, they always end up falling because a guy is like. I don't fall for your charm. And when you have the good lead female character, she's like, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. I've lost my identity. And that was the thing for me with this. But I do like the fact that she could fight. But I just hate the fact that she kept making simple mistakes. I was just like, I can't do it anymore. Can't do mm. it. And the, old, and the old guy, Daquan, as I like to call him, Daquan, um, he – I don't know how I feel about him. I was kind of on the fence with him because I feel yeah. like he was really shady. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, how he went about things, even pulling in Jubei into this whole thing, which is yeah, like really, as government officials but, are, <laughs> you know, right. But it, it was just like at the same time, I understood why he had to do it. But at the same time, it's like, come on, my man, come on. Did you yeah, really have to go I, that I far? I got something for that later on down the line for the questions. We're we going we gonna to talk about it. Mr. Um, Refine. My bad actually would be kind of the same as yours. I didn't like how Kagiro was willing to just throw her life away just because of her special talent or gift, if you will, depending on how you look at it. To me, I looked Less at it more a curse. Gift. I looked at it as a <laughs> gift more than anything. Um, specifically in the scene where uh Tessai, the rock dude, when he took mm. her, you know, he was he was sexually assaulting her and stuff and it ended up backfiring on him. But the point is I didn't like how she was pretty much like feeling like her life was worthless. Number one, because she didn't get the respect as a ninja from her fellow uh ninjas in her clan. And then number two, she was a woman. So it just was she was you know, fighting two battles, but I didn't like that. She was feeling that she had a worthless life and she pretty much was about nothing, but you know, that's just my take on her. And that's why I thought it was, that was my bad. Just her. Man, I'm, I'm going to keep it a hundred, even though I like this group, my bad was the eight devils of chemo. Okay. I was, just <laughs> like, I was like, they came off in the beginning as like badasses, And I was like, Oh, this is fire. I mean, and, I, and I'll go into like who my favorite character was later on when we get to that question of the eight devils of chemo. But overall, the group, I thought really like they were just some hardcore assassins that was just going to kick ass. And I was like, I was disappointed like the whole time. <laughs> like Ju Jubei was wiping the floor with these with, with these people like left and right out here. And some of the people was getting killed by each other. Spoiler alert. Hey, <laughs> you screwed up. You were, you, were, you were messing up. You need to get yeah. eliminated. Nah, it, yeah. was just, it was just ridiculous. It wasn't even because of elimination. We're going to talk about that, too. Yeah. <laughs> I got that in my notes and reason why on that. But let's let's move on. We're going to go Mr. Refine. We got to talk about your ugly. All right. Let's let's, uh, let's yeah. talk about it. Oh, well. Kind of one of my questions I have later on, and I don't want to dive too deep. I'm going to say there was a lot of manipulation in there. 
And what I picked up on was based upon Daquan. So I'm going to just keep it at that. And that's it. We'll talk later on about it because I don't want to dive too much into it. <laughs> You're ugly. Man, my overall. ugly is overall. And I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it brief. Uh, my ugly is I've noticed that a lot of times when you look at some of these, especially in American movies, the good guy always gets beat up to a pulp, and he somehow still ends up winning. And to me, I'm like, does that really make any sense? And so for me, the ugly with this is that at the end, and I know we, I'm gonna put out there spoiler alert. Uh, when we had the great battle between Jubei and Jinma, um, mm-hmm. to me. You know, you the way that he was beating my man on that ship, I'm like, there's no way. And the fact that the dude was immortal, I'm like, you can't really beat this guy, but somehow he prevails. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, there was a point when he was beating him up against the one of the, the pillars. Yes. And I'm like, dude, you were getting pulverized. And yet you still come out on this? I'm, I don't know. Sometimes I hate when they do that. It's just like either you make it where it's a, a, an even fight or because like it's just it, it, it bothers me when they don't let the bad guy win when he clearly is overpowered, overpowering this other character. So that for me was mm. my ugly. OK, I like, I like that. I like that because my ugly was along that lines. But with Kaguro, uh, <laughs> if I pronounce her name correctly, like definitely that was my ugly. Just the way that she was portrayed. Uh, I understand her aspect and I'll get into it later when we get to that character. But hands down, I was like. Didn't like how that was played out. Um, I like I like how you mentioned Suds, and then I'll stop talking with the uh, how the women that are villains uh, are perceived villains. They always are. It's never like, oh, I fell for uh, a man, or or I just I, I'm not using my intelligence or my seductive my <clears throat> being seductive or whatever the case may be. I'm utilizing all the aspects of my femininity to get to my goal, and I just didn't feel like. Uh, uh, Kagero, Kaguro didn't. Ha- she it was like she didn't have a a goal in that sense. At least uh, the way that they try to portray her. So that's my that's my ugly. So let's let's jump straight into it because with that is the question we're going to talk about. I'm going to start with Suds. All right, is what were your thoughts on Kaguro as a character? Suds, let it loose. <laughs> let me tell you something. Her as a character, when you think of when you read it on paper, girl, it has poisoned skin. So even a kiss can kill you. That to me is like, oh, that's fire. That is straight fire because it can be something as simple as a peck. Right. And you may not kill that person then, but down the road, they'll end up feeling the poison. That to me is just straight up cold. And I love it. Absolutely love that. And I think they tried to play on that with the whole scene where she was sexually assaulted, right? It was like, yeah, you may be enjoying yourself and enjoying the fruits of her body, but she's got you in the end. Mm. And that, to me, says a lot. And I do think that when they show when she was after the whole ordeal, when Jubei first first, uh, saved her, and when he walked off, she made sure he wasn't around to see her break down, right? Because, again, she was not allowed to show any type of weakness in any moment. But in that moment, she was like, I just was violated to the worst degree ever by a fucking dude that looks like a rock, right? Mm. Like, he literally <laughs> looks like the thing, but bigger and less nice. Um, but the thing is, it's like, that to me, I think, was just, it was interesting that she had always that that trump card on anybody who came through and tried to do stuff like that with her. But at the same time, her as as her full character when you actually see her in action she kept making so many mistakes so the first time you get fooled by you know um kind of this this trap that they laid and she's like oh my god i screwed up and then you do it two more times and the last time you do it you end up getting stabbed and it's just like you know when are you going (laughs) to learn like the first time you got fooled you should be like every single time from here on out they are clearly going to be doing some type of tricks like up. They're going to have some type of tricks up their sleeve and she never learned from it. Now, of course I usually like it when they say, well, if you don't learn from, you're going to have to eventually die from it. So I was like, okay, at least they kept that part. But I hate to see that when she finally was starting to get into her own and understand her worth, which although it had to be brought on and be taught to her by a man and not by her own, but I digress. um, You know, she, she ends up dying. And that to me is just so frustrating. Right. I hate to see when characters learn something and then it's like, oh, well, I'm dead. And it's like, OK, well, great. All right. Well, then what was the <laughs> point of learning the lesson? Right. Like you can't take it with you into the next life. So that was what I felt about her. Like I liked her. If you read about her on just like her introduction of her, it's great. But seeing her in action was just very disappointing. Mm-hmm. Very disappointing. OK. 
Mr. Refine. Yo, I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of neck and neck with me. Me and Suggs normally be neck and neck with a lot of things. And I felt like uh, Kagero, again, she felt like she was worthless. But also, she really had a dope power that she didn't take advantage of. And I was watching her as she ran blindly into a lot of traps. She ran mm. um, head first just into things that she didn't have to. And to me, personally, she could have did a lot better because with that skill, you have to use your brain. Now, <laughs> an example would be, first off, when she first walked into the room and it was just a men meeting. And she walked into the day, it was like, oh, what are you doing over here? Don't you got poison you should be testing? And they, they like talking down to her. But that should have been kind of a motivation to be on your A game when you finally out in the field with them. And instead, mm. she, you know, backtracked and she uh, did a little worse than what she expected. And again, as you said, so she walked into it two more times. So uh, I wasn't happy with it, but I did put some respect on her name just based upon her ability alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not even going to try to make it any different. Uh, I think the way that they uh, attempted to tie in the emotional aspect of isolation, which she had because of her, uh, the, not the ability that she was, again, as a child, they were injecting her with poison over and over again to every type of poison whatsoever. So that's what made her immune to it. Just but, crazy. Beca- but because of that, she really was a weapon and she was a weapon. Uh, and I'm surprised Suz didn't jump into that <laughs> about her being. I, weapon and, and I know, but as men, uh, that men utilize and fashion for that aspect. Um, and I just think that, that, that yearning of two things, like not utilizing her ability um, because again, she saw that as not a ability. She saw that as a curse uh, for at least how they painted her as a character because she couldn't, she couldn't get, even get close to the, the men that were a part of the same clan that she was like, she was a part of that clan, but they just treated her like, you're just a tool for the the head who wasn't even a, a part of the ninja clan that they were a part of. So to me, that's, that's just really where it boils down to. They were trying, they were trying to put in the isolation aspect, but then they weren't utilizing the intelligence that I know that she probably had to have just to survive so that they didn't do anything else to her. But again, because she was poisoned, they really couldn't do anything else to her outside of try to outside of kill her because if they touched her, like literally in a, in a way where she didn't even, Figure that out. Well, could, I, could I use my poison to where even if they grab my hand, could I secrete something and get them to become poison? Like none of this was thought of. But if you go into the character who had the snakes and I wrote her name down, but I'll talk about that later. She literally knew how to use her her power in a way that was like crazy, like got the snakes hypnotizing Jubei. Like didn't hey, even didn't even touch him. Was about to end his come life. Come out like of places that, that didn't like, make come sense. On, like where did like, snake she, come from? She mm-hmm. was she was she was she she was real about her. So I just wish that. But you know, they put, put her in a different light. But go ahead. The one the one thing I will want to add to that is like when you think about her being able to have any type of intimacy, it was like out of the out of out like just wasn't even able to. But then I thought maybe there was a workaround. If you inject yourself with a certain type of poison, then you know you could get with her in a type of mm-hmm. way. And she would, you know, kind of counteract it. But then I'm like, man, that's kind of messed up that you got to literally inject yourself with poison just to be with this woman. And it made me think about Rogue. See, Rogue, if you touched her, right, like she would take your powers and, you know, kind of mess you up a little bit. And it made me think of that. But I'm like, damn, at least with Rogue, you know, she could put on gloves and you can, you know, kind of have something with it. But nah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, the, only the only something you can have is a hand a handhold and a, and a hug but That's if you it. got it in you unless was she's a wolverine you know but hey yeah. you know maybe she might find somebody like hey jubei inject yourself with poison you can have your fun man you know but nah you know but he, i i do want to talk about that when it came to his choice of being able to kind of render himself poisonless but i do we'll want get, to talk we'll about get, that we'll get later. there we'll get there don't let's not jump too much no, next one <laughs> What were your mm-hmm. thoughts on the eight devils of uh, Kimon? Uh, excuse me if I pronounce that. It's probably with just the O. Not Kimon. Not <laughs> no, it's Kimon. It's Kimon. Oh, I kept saying Kimon. My bad. See, look at me. That's why I got the team. I'm going to start with Suds. Oh, no, I started with Suds last time. I'm going to start with Mr. Refine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, um, I liked them. I thought they was dope. be honest with you, I only really respected two of them. Mm. It was uh, Lord Gamma. Lord Gamma was that boy. And then mm-hmm. obviously I definitely respected um, the uh, the blind guy. I liked him a lot. Oh. Everybody else was kind of, to me personally, just expendable. They didn't really have too much going on. But um, they didn't really have much of a, a mission besides what Gemma was kind of making up yeah. in his head. And again, I don't want to dive too much because I see we got questions on that later. But, you know, it was I. Right. I just only respected two of them. That's just my opinion on it. 
<laughs> I mean, the blind, uh, the blind one, man, let me tell you something. They did him dirty. They didn't give him enough time as far as I'm concerned, but that's exactly. my opinion. The other thing about it is I feel as though there was a lot of, you know, um, sexual or like relationships that were going on because there was oh, a was. lot of shade being thrown around. Mm. Oh, oh, so you do know that he likes to, I'm like, whoa, you know, mm-hmm. you just throwing his business out there. Like, uh, and, he, and he getting it in with Benny, Benny Sato. Benny, Benny Sato, Sato yeah. <laughs> you know he doing that with that? I'm like, uh, I'm sorry. Hold up. Hold up. Y'all just putting everybody's dirty laundry out there. But I do think that they were very cocky. They had a sense of hubris to them, and that was their ultimate demise because they felt like, oh, we we totally, we badass. You can't mess with us. Right. And that must let, led to their demise because Jubei was like, yeah, I may not have the abilities that you guys do, but I can figure out how to get rid of you, especially like the guy with the, the one with the hornets. Right. Yeah. He got way too confident. Like, oh, he can't hold his breath that long. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. to myself, yeah, I can't hold my breath too long. I would have died instantly. But <laughs> I don't know how to swim. That's his other point. Uh, but I will say when he cut, you know, and cut that guy's leg off and he fell into the water, I was like, oh, that was such a cruel way to die. Like you getting taken out by your own create, like your own creatures, your own yeah, creation. Facts. So that to me, I just thought was pretty cool. But at the same time, their hubris was their demise. So they were cool, but they also were just way too cocky for me. Way too cocky. I like that. And that's where I'm at too. Like it was just again, I was uh, fully disappointed <laughs> in watching this uh, movie again of how the eight devils of Kimon were. Cause I was like, this is, this is ridiculous. Like you like real talk for uh, uh, to side to side of me, like having that armor, like hands down, like I'm like, who can, who could do something to him outside of like, again, going for his eyes and his mouth. And again, if you're a damn rock and you know that the, the weak points that you have that can't, you can't cover is the inside of your mouth. In your eyes, god damn it, put a helmet on. I don't know. I'm just saying juggernaut. they weren't, they weren't utilizing their brains, okay? The dude with the beehive who I wrote Hockey. his name down, but I'm not trying to <laughs> not trying to uh, the wasp hive, whatever. That was stupid. You know, and then the only one that the only one that survived, spoiler alert, um, is the one with the goddamn uh um <laughs> that could turn everything into an explosion. And I was yeah. like, that is fire, okay. But yeah, I mean everybody cool. else was just like you said to, to Ren's point. The such point, they were just following along with Gemma wanted, and um, and they really just it, they didn't have any um aspirations of their own. They were only exactly. they were just no either purpose. I just want to kill or Gee. I just want to I want to do what Gemma says. So that you know that was a, that was an easy one. I'm glad we all agree on that. I guess <laughs> the next one. What member of the eight devils of Kimon? Kimon, I missed the O. I mean the N. Uh, did you like the most? And I'm gonna start off with Suds. Man, listen, if you're talking about their abilities, I think, so here's the thing. The thing that I thought was pretty cool was, of course, being immortal, I think is pretty cool, right? Because I was thinking, dude, you get cut in half, you get your head cut off, and you're able to just reattach things. That is pretty cool. And I'm like, that's kind of reminds me of like Wolverine, where you're able to regenerate and keep it moving. Um, So really, you could, could have all kinds of things happen to you, and you would still be able to make it. But the other thing for me was, and I can't think of the guy's name. We had the little thin stream. That to me was like, you think, oh, oh yeah. that, that there's some Gary limitations, Mars. but yeah, yeah. the thing that gets to me, you would think there'd be some limitations, but dude had this stream that was long. And it, and disa- like, it disappeared too, though. And son. it disappears when you're done with it. Like that yes. to me, it's like, oh, I wasn't there. You have mm. no dream, like no evidence that I killed this person by electrocution. Like that to me, I thought was pretty cool, right? Like, that I thought was cool. So I think their abilities were really, really cool. But at the same time, I mean, I'm just, I would just say that like, the ones that I liked were those two because of their ability. Um, and just the fact that when you're thinking about what would be the most useful, I think those two would be because you could literally, you know, continue to fight in a battle and not worry about losing. Cause you're like, I can never die. Um, and you can pretend to die. Right. And two, have it where you can kill someone from afar and no one would know that you were there. Like that to me, I think it's just dope. Facts. Mr. Refine. I'm going with the blind man. Majiro was his <laughs> name. That's my guy. Right there. He, he, he definitely was lit. Like he's using pretty much what God gave him. He took away his sight, but he got all the rest of his senses to mop, mop you and wash the floor with you. And if he wasn't tricked, I think that uh, he would have did his thing. But I actually appreciated his gifts the most. Everybody else was kind of 
pointless. Even Yuri Morrow, he had the the string, but he was getting played by his emotions based upon him yeah. him being attracted to Ganma and all that stuff. Like hey. it was pointless to me. So I'm going. Emma had it going on, you know. Yeah, nah, he, he was the boss. He, you know what I'm saying? He had a, he had a harem. That's exactly yeah, what he, he, had. he had. A harem. He sure did have a harem. <laughs> um, no, nah, for me, I like uh, uh, Tessai. Just because of again, outside of everybody who was outside of everybody's ability, he even was dumb the, as rocks, literally. Yeah, I know he was dumb, but I'm saying ability wise. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yes. Ability. No, I know he was he was he was he definitely he went he went strictly off of just what it was that he wanted. But if you literally line them up to fight, uh the, the what was the guy's name with the with the with the the, the string, the metal string? Jerry Morrow. Yeah, Jerry Morrow, he would have electrocuted him, but literally he would that wouldn't have did anything. Uh, uh, not to uh, wrap it around them eyes. Yeah, not but he would have closed. Uh, hopefully, he would have closed his eyes, but maybe not. Ben, uh, Benny, Benny, Ta, Benny, uh, Benny, Benny Ta, Benny Ta, the Benny one with Sato. the thing. Yeah, Benny Sato. Oh, Benny Sato with her, even if she would get snake, snake would have bit him. She, she would have to bite him when he literally was uh, um, before um, regular, so regular was, human. You know. And what I liked about the armor is literally, it really was kind of, it was almost just like instant. It wasn't really something that took like a long time where he had to wait, really. It just kind of went from top to bottom, like, I mean, bottom and top at the same time. But to mm-hmm. me, I just said that way. But definitely other characters that probably were more interesting because Tensai was so <laughs> stupid off of his, just his emotion. But hands down, I love his ability the most because again, it really, only weak point was his idiot, him being an idiot. <laughs> like that was his, that was his major weak point. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> so, moving on. Uh, did you did you think uh, that Daikon uh, was going to fight at any point in the movie? And I'm gonna no. start off. I'm gonna start <laughs> off with uh, Mr. Uh, did I start off with uh, Mr. Refine last time? I think yeah. I did. So, <laughs> Suds, go ahead. No, no. First off, <laughs> the only time you ever see an old guy let like an old character like that ever fight, I swear it's like it's such a build up to that point. <laughs> Right, and it's like God is such a letdown because sometimes they, either they never have him fight, or it's so late in the game that you kind of are over, it and then you go, "Oh my God!" It's like what they did with Yoda, right? Mm, Yoda, you waited for so long. You're like Yoda, okay, I know you're this Jedi, blah blah blah, and then we finally see it. You're like, "Oh my God!" But look how long it took for you to see it. Fact. Another Fact. person is definitely like um, if we watched uh, the records of Ragnarok, right? Where you had mm-hmm. Zeus. Zeus is this old, sunken-in guy. And again, you know, but when he starts a fight, you're like, oh, okay, he could actually do something. So, like, I kind of figured, like, they're not going to go this route because this is in the 90s. And this is where he's supposed to be, like, kind of seen as a sensei. He knows more than anyone. He doesn't have to do too much to really showcase his power. And so I kind of figured that he was going to do that. I really figured that he would kind of trick on Jubei in the end. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking that they were setting it up where he was a part of that clan of the of the um the shadow clan and was going to say, Oh yeah, by Shogun the way, of, I did all this dark. Yeah, the Shogun, <laughs> yeah. And just basically gonna say, Oh yeah, by the way, I'm with them. I just was using you to get to this point. But that's what I was waiting on, but it never happened. So yeah, I ne- I didn't figure he was gonna fight. I just figured he was gonna trick on Jubei in the end. <laughs> Mr. Rafael. Nah. Listen, he talked too much to be able to fight. Like this dude, <laughs> he, had, he had a nice, he had a nice um ability. He can turn into a stick sort of thing and all that. But man, his his mouth ran too much. He had no hands at all. He reminded me of um the dude. Don't don't the difference is I put some respect on the other guy's name. What's the movie we watched? I can't think of it now. With the with the wild boar that was um possessed and all that. Uh, oh yeah, uh, oh. Prince Mononoke. Yes, reminded me of that guy, that government official sort of person. Like he, man, he, had, he had no hands. He was pretty much just worthless. He talked a lot, didn't back <laughs> it up. All he was able to do was run and turn into a stick. So no, I knew he wasn't going to fight. Hey, he was gathering intelligence. Don't knock him too much for turning into a stick. You know, yeah. he could stay even in man. his old age. He could stay hard. You know, <laughs> no, listen, <laughs> in that, his old um, age, he could still stay hard. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I don't need no blue pill." Keep drinking, keep drinking. Says it's a good Yo. time. Uh, but um, no, seriously, with him, I really thought, I really thought when the dude from the shadows, like, um, was try, you know, was trying to was trying to get him from the shadows, I really thought he was really about to do something, like something. But he literally just turned into a damn stick, 
and hid. And I mean, the man, is, I mean, <laughs> like, and he hid. I, I mean, got the magic it. stick. No, and I respect <laughs> it. He, like, he just, he just oh. was like, I'm not moving. Like, he was dead silent. I didn't even know. I thought he went into the rocks. And then I was like, oh, snap, he's up in the tree. <laughs> and I was like, this dude is a beast. <laughs> I, I thought his, his ability was tight, but I just was like, I wanted that man to fight in that, that moment. And then when I realized, like, he wasn't going to fight at all, I was like, this dude is literally the, uh, he's just like the, he's the, the, um, the instigator. That's, that's really what he is. And like, yeah, you know, just the instigator yeah. that wants to see violence. So let's move on. Um, oh my God. was the mention, uh, so this one, I thought I'd change around, but I'll go ahead and mention it. Was the mentioning of the government as a potential threat to the eight devils of Kimon, uh, significant. And I'm going to start off with Mr. Refine. Yes, I think it was. Um, the government, if you will, pretty much is both both clans. Well, I mean, that guy was working for the quote unquote government, but both clans, they were kind of feuding. So whoever controls the money, which is how it works right now in real life, whoever controls the money controls the government. So if that other clan pretty much got that money, wh whichever clan got the money, then they will control, quote unquote, the government, which in turn would affect him. So if he's getting the money and Gimma gets all the money, then he has control over everybody say so in their decision. So. Absolutely, they did affect them, and I understand them, the motivation behind it. That was, that was a good answer. That made me delete one of my questions. <laughs> Sons, go ahead. I'm going to go the other route and say no. The reason why I say that is because they really felt as though they could actually take over the government. As far as I'm concerned, if you don't feel afraid of someone, you're like, hey, look, as soon as I get this one resource, I'll be able to take them over. I mean, that to me says a lot, right? Like there wasn't any fear that if I do get this resource and I try to do this, that there's going to be some repercussions. They didn't mm. seem to be really afraid about it. They, what they really wanted to do was be in that power position, but you need money for that. So to me, the mention of money, right, was really the big thing that was a potential threat mm. to them, not the actual government itself. But mm. you know, that's just me. I like that. So like dropping that heat. And so is Mr. Oh. Refine. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say to the point. It's kind of like both. Uh, yes, on both on the both of your answers because to me, the government kind of just sits back and is just like playing the field to make sure that whatever clan that they are working with at the time or that they have uh, authority over or respects their authority. That's what they wanted to win because even with uh, Dekan, I was like I didn't really get it. Like I was like okay, the gold mine, but. You know the gold mine's important, but yet and still the gold mine was just kind of like distant plot until literally almost the end of the end of the movie. So I was like, all right, so I guess it's really not that important. But then on top of that, uh, even with um, Ginma, as they were talking about the government in general, it was more so just don't have them come right now. So it was almost like they may have outnumbered them. And so that may have played a factor. And, and I think that was probably the only significance because the number of people they probably could have gotten to come there. but with the way the team was with the eight, uh, eight devils of Kimon, I was just like, I mean, I guess like you could have 500 people, but dude ties up string to everybody. And, and election. <laughs> I mean, it's really not really that important, but I understand it was like, you didn't want the totality of the government to come, but as far as them being a quote unquote threat, um, I just really didn't see it. So I just wanted to ask that question on that one. So do you think Gimma is really dead? And this was a question from Suds, so I'm going to let Suds start off. Suds? Listen, here's my thing with this. When you saw that, you know, we learned that when he hit, his head was cut off, he was able to reattach it. Okay. Mm. He cut off his arm, he's able to reattach it. And then you're like, okay, maybe you just didn't cut enough of him. Like, maybe you need to cut up the middle. Now, the thing for me is of course, you know, when he cut him, he didn't separate the two pieces, because that to me would tell me a lot. Is he able to at least still come back and, and live or do the two pieces still need to be touching for him to kind of come back together you get what i'm saying so like mm -hmm. that to me was something because like when you think about wolverine or any other character that can regenerate they can regenerate supposedly from a drop of blood right or from some small little part of themselves so but with this guy it seemed as though you needed to be in close enough contact where he could still be able to come back together but then you think about how he died in this movie. He was covered in molten gold. You have to say to yourself, he's going to probably regenerate once it cools down. So is he able to break out of that or is he forever stuck? So like he's going to regenerate, re, 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 re reanimated. 
but then die again because he can't eat, he can't feed type of a thing, right? So does he eventually die because of that, or can he somehow be able to break out of it? But that's something I was really curious about. A part of me thinks that in the first few rounds of him, you know, coming back to life, probably not, but he will eventually probably run out of being able to do that because there won't be anything left of him. Mm. That was just my take. Mr. You went deep, man. You went right all the way there. Like I ain't, I ain't even had that. Um, yeah, I think he did. I think he's. You dead, think he did? Yeah, I think he's dead. Based upon him being surrounded in gold, I mean, it was molten gold dropped right into the ocean, lake, whatever, yeah. and it cooled immediately. He's not coming out of that. Now, there's a show that we're gonna watch eventually that I'm gonna have when I when I take over in October. We're gonna talk about it. And there's is there some um parallels between Genma and this person who have similar abilities. We'll talk mm. about that. But yeah, I think Genma's done. I, I don't I don't see a reason why he's alive and gonna come out that gold. Now it's over for him. It's over. <laughs> it's over. I mean Genma, I think he's gonna be alive just stuck in that goal and he's just gonna keep over dying over and over again and he's just gonna keep regenerating. I mean literally at least from the flashback that um Jube had it was more so like a nightmare because he sliced off Spoiler, sliced off uh, Gimma's head. Um, Gimma's head was there. And then in the in the nightmare, he had it where Gimma's head was put back onto his body. And then Gimma's eyes, his his eyes open and he started to scream. And then Jimbe, uh, uh, Jube woke, woke back up. Jimbe, he came yeah, up with a whole Jimbe, new Jube. Jube. I know, I'm Jube. going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going one piece out here. <laughs> uh, uh, Jube, I got confused. But, uh, so yeah, I just I mean at the end of the day, the man, man, be cut off, man. I'm, I'm keeping drinking. Matter of fact, I'm going to this shock G right now. I already had the sun. Yeah, Jubei. So yeah, yeah, this is where we at. It's <laughs> always a good time to black nerd friends. Oh, um, do you think Jubei really have feelings for uh Kagero? And I'm gonna go with uh Mr. Refine on this one first. What do you think? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> the main reason why is because when he had the opportunity to lay down with her instead of him doing it, he pulled her close and hugged her. And then when she died, and spoiler alert, after you know running to a trap again, <laughs> he, he held her and they're talking to each other. You know the last words, and he's speaking his his deepest truth, pouring his heart out. So yes, he had feelings for Kagero. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I'm going. I'm going. Suds, what's up? What you think? <laughs> I don't think so. Let me tell you why. Because I think he cared for her, but not in a romantic sense just yet, right? Because they were only together for like maybe a day or two. It sounded like wasn't that long. Like it was, it wasn't long enough, right? I think he cared for her in a sense of seeing she was a person, she was a woman, and how she was only viewed as a weapon. That's it. People were afraid to do anything with her because of the poison in her skin on her body and at the same time she was really good at fighting and he was like that's all people saw you for was what you could do right and not for who you are as a person and so Mm. i think he cared for her in the sense that she finally was able to come into her own and feel like hey i finally feel like there's a, a possibility for me and now that opportunity was taken away from her and he's like i'm stuck just doing whatever the hell i want to do i don't care if i die but here's a woman who really wanted to try and grow into her own and that opportunity was taken from her so mm. to me i felt as so he cared about her in that way and the other thing too was when she first told him about the poison in her skin and she's like why don't you sleep with me to find out and he pulled her <laughs> close like hey you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I might die afterwards, but I'll do it. And that to me was like in that moment, he was willing to sleep with her, but she said no. But then when she actually presented herself to him, he was like, I don't want to take it from you because that's what everybody else does. Right. Mm. And I want to show mm. that I respect you as a person and not do that. So he might have had feelings for her eventually, but I don't think in that moment he did. I think he just felt bad for her. Mm. No, nah, that man had it feelings like that. He just thought of her as a homie. And I'm drinking this uh shock G. Ooh, to the homie. <laughs> shock G, golden ale, you know, cheers to that. But uh, you know, with the with the uh, Blackbeard and her glass. Uh straight up. Where's my glass though? Uh, you know, I gotta get you know, I gotta get you, I gotta get you a glass, Seth. Uh I gotta get you a glass, definitely. What I gotta no, say no, no, is Oh yeah, oh yeah, you got it. Oh yeah, you didn't copy yours yet? Oh, come on, you know, we, you know how the IRS do. We gotta write, you gotta do these tax write-offs. Um, but real quick, uh, nah, I think to your point says when he was like, oh, I'll kiss you, even though she said I got poison or whatever, he, he could tell 
because he he could see that she had she had a lot of emotion that she was attempting to hide. So he knew that she wasn't going to let him do it. Uh, in my perspective, that was a gamble that he was like, I think I've got a 90 percent chance to win. So he went for it. The other time is like because he was like, OK, I could do this, but this is not. We're not uh, we're, we're doing this because she may or may not have feelings, but also it may be thing of like a duty because I saved her life. So she's like, I just want to re- I'm going to repay you, even though she's already done that. Uh, but she was like, I just want to repay you. But he didn't see it as emotions or feelings. And then when she passed away, it was I mean, when she got killed, it wasn't a matter of, oh, I'm starting to like you. It was more so like, I just want you to make sure that you uh, rest in peace and that you yeah. get someone to actually show you show you um some type of physical um uh right. physical love that is not what you have seen have you ever experienced whatsoever yeah, exactly. and it just and it just so happened that you know he he wasn't he wasn't even thinking about the poison at the time but that really was more nope. so i just want to do it for you so that you can rest in peace so you can feel love or some type of aspect of what love is i got something uh, at before the end. you die. Yeah. But you know what? I got one question for right. you. Do you honestly think he didn't think about the poison? Because he probably thought, oh my gosh, she's about to die. I need to go ahead and like, because she I'm already a, knew earlier. I'm going to be devil's, I mean, I'm not devil's advocate. I'm just going to keep it on it. Like, even if he would have kissed her when she was dead, he still would have got the poison off. I'm just keeping I it real. <laughs> I don't know. But here's, here's the way it comes down to if he really didn't have feelings, why he went crazy and wiped out that whole army after she died? Oh man, because that's because like she, she wanted to live. She, never, she wanted to right, have a. He wanted her to have a life outside exactly. of just. Nah. She, he wanted her to that see man, her. that man had feelings for her. Nah, yeah, man, all right. For her. <laughs> yeah, feelings like you're a close see, friend. Here goes a hug. But anyway, that's, that's, <laughs> always, that, that's what it comes down to dating, right? They always talk about men and women when it comes to feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. I always wonder. You, you think so? Uh, really? I mean, if he did, I think it would be nice. And sad at the same time because she never got a chance to really fully experience that. But yes. two days, two uh, days in, you're getting. I ain't gonna say because of two days. I'm just gonna be like this um, man. Was let's a, let's talk alone. ancient times. Let's talk and you know ancient times. Back we die at thirty. We die yeah. at thirty. <laughs> but back then, when you when you as soon as you met somebody, you're not necessarily in love, but you immediately you like to oh, learn let's the get love. Married. Yeah, let's get married. So what's the difference? Yeah, I mean, hey, man, I, I hear where you're going, Mr. Refine, but I'm just keeping it, at least in my perspective, like, yeah, it was like, yeah, you cool. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> moving on, why do you think Jubei didn't sleep with uh, Kaguro? And I'm going to go with Suds on this one. Suds? <laughs> this is a question that I had. I, I was debating on this with myself because I feel as though he was attracted to her. She was a very beautiful woman. Um, but he also felt like if I do this, yes, it would save my life. But again, I would be utilizing her as a tool. And so, mm-hmm. and I think he was also okay with just dying. I think he was, I think he was just like, <laughs> look, if I die in battle, if I die here, it's fine. You know what? I lived a life. I've experienced things. It's okay. He never really came off. Like he really cared one way or the other. If he saw the next day, right? Like he didn't, he really didn't. He was just going through the motions, but I think, with her, he was like, look, I want to show you a level of respect that you've never had before, because either men would look at you as for your for your beauty and like, oh, man, she's high. Because you heard another guy say that earlier in the movie, like, man, she's a beautiful woman and you're supposed <laughs> to be watching for bad guys. And he like that girl hot. And you're like, dude, pay attention. He's like, but she hot. So like she's used to that for men looking at her. And then maybe trying to take advantage of that, but then, you know, dying in the end. And then the other part of it saying, well, we know what you can do. So let's use that to its fullest extent. Let's exploit that. So she's used to being exploited. She's used to being manipulated and probably never really had any type of intimacy. And if she did, it always led to the man's demise. So for me, I felt like he was like, like, I know based off of this, what I've learned about you in a shorter period of time, I want to show you respect that you probably have never had before. Right. And so he's like, maybe down the road, eventually I might do it. But as if I don't die beforehand, but at the same time, I just want to make sure that you at least experience that before you, you leave this earth. And that was why I think he didn't want to sleep with her. Mr. Refine. He said, it's mine. It's mine telling him no, but his body said, yes, I'm just saying. I agree. I think he did have feelings for her, but I think he also didn't sleep with her for that same reason. Mm. He wanted to um, give her some respect as a human being, not just as a tool. And um, that's it. Like, I don't need to go into a deep, you know, soliloquy about it. Yeah, man. Like I said, he's just like, I don't want to be no tool. I don't want you. They even using you as a tool. Like you got more that you need to to learn and and live. And that's just what it is. So with that, we're moving on. 
I'm going to put this one up because I saw it and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Who was the biggest manipulator and why? That was a nice question. Mr. Refine, I'm going to you, though. Uh, actually, I need y'all to answer that. Ah. And, then, and then I'll answer after y'all Sons. answer. That was my question. Ahead, <laughs> I think uh, Jinma was um, because from the little hints that they were given about how he was sleeping with different members of that clan, mm-hmm. I think he was kind of pitting them against each other. And he knew, like, hey, I know y'all will kind of do what I need y'all to do to get to the end point of this. I feel like he was because he had more people to manipulate. A lot of people would probably say Daquan uh, uh, because of um, how he did J- uh, J- uh, Jube. But I feel like those two were manipulative in different ways. But I still feel like Jinma was probably the biggest manipulator in this whole thing. Because like he mm. was just like, I'm going to utilize all of you for your own individual reasons of why your different skills work. And at the end of the day, like he never checked in with anybody. He didn't mm-hmm. care. He didn't care. He did not care about any of them. Y'all check in with me. Exactly. Y'all come <laughs> talk to me. Right. You didn't see them getting he didn't get into any in, in type of uh, discussions with them when they were having their little squabble. He's like, y'all got to deal with that. Not me. I'm mm. on the bigger things. I want the gold. But y'all going to do what I want <laughs> you to do to get to my end goal. That was my my take. I'm 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 on it with Suds. Like as I watched the movie, I was looking to see who was manipulated manipulating the situation. I was just like, you know, I mean, give him a just with the eight uh the eight devils of Kimon. Yeah. And that was I mean, that's really what I got. So Mr. Refine, I'll leave it up to you. I'm going with Stickman, Mr. Daquan. Just- <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I yeah, knew listen, it. You just just watch the dude, right? If you sit back, I right, he talks a lot. But he's mm. talking, his mouth is moving faster while his brain is processing things. Number one, he manipulated Jubei. Number two, he manipulated Kagiro. Number three, he worked for the government, which also was a huge part of the whole storyline. The yep. dude had his ducks in a row. I don't care what you say. The only time he got caught lacking was at the end when he thought he was sliding off with the gold. Yeah, aka Stickman was that boy. He was manipulating everybody. <laughs> he tried. He tried. He tried. Oh, he man, I love it. We yeah. over here doing, doing like, oh, 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 Stickman. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Stick, no, he, I mean, like to, to a degree, but like you don't even know if he really was working for the government or if he's like a an uh, uh, anti-government person that's spying for another conglomerate. You don't know. Yeah. And I mean, I can understand that. I just like how Gimma was just using the eight. Uh, and it was not everybody on the uh, eight devils of Kimon. It was just only a, it was just a few of them that he was like, okay, these is diehards. Like to say because of his uh, stupidity, and it wasn't really stupidity. To say just really wanted to kill, have sex, <laughs> and and kill. That's all he wanted to do. Like, I mean, literally. Let's just be that, honest. So man, let's talk about that. Why yeah, did every time that Kagiro got captured, why was the first thing they were trying to do was sexually assault her? Because mm, I, I mean, I don't, I don't understand that. I, I don't get it. And the reason why I'm asking that is these guys and women were eight devils, if you will. They were supposed to be the top, top echelon, the creme de la creme. Why are you going after this woman? You took her. And that's your first thing. Like, you should have women falling down mm-hmm. at you because you, the creme de la creme. I don't, I don't understand that. I didn't get that at all. But look like, at I, them. Some of them weren't good looking guys. I'm going to tell you why. Because the ladies that they had on their squad, yes. one had things coming out of her and the other one had snakes. How are you going to get close? And then them, we're talking about. But I'm saying, but then, and then outside of that, you ain't going to go want to be with someone who's got, yeah, wasps coming out his back. Um, that's a fact. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Well, one let's, who's let's go blind, back to the village, right? When they had took over the village, and you know, poison the village. That, <laughs> yeah, yes, but they set up the poison themselves. They're the ones yep. who did that. So when you take over a village, you're part of your sp- spillage and all that stuff. You you pillage the village. You take the women. Why would you wait and take a, a ninja? Don't you think she might have something going on that mm. makes you be a little bit reluctant? Nah, nah it was no. dumb. Yeah, the reason say, why is because she was, was so beautiful. <laughs> she was so Man. beautiful. And that was the and thing. They were like, we... Like we've seen ninja women, but you were on a whole another level. I mean, come on, let's be let's be let's be honest. How I many when we talk about uh quote unquote people who we think are pretty or are good looking, how many times do they get away with stuff, even though other people are like, why did they get away with it? So they were just so captivated by um, by her and like because so many other people were captive and captivated by her as well, that it was just like, Oh, she's creme de la creme. Uh, I gotta of get women. her. 
Yeah, because and then, and then and it's also it was like because they weren't. I mean, let's be honest. The eight devils of Kimon. Who? What type of game was they really spitting? Nothing. Like they. <laughs> what type of confidence or conversation could they really have to talk to anyone? I mean, like they were mass murderers out here. They yeah. not. They not worried about. They not worried I mean, about building a relationship. You know they worried about taking, killing, I mean, you know drinking, you about mass murderers. <laughs> you talk about mass murderers, and I mean, if you think about some of the mass murderers we've had in present day. Mm. I mean, they still are getting people to fall for them. You get what That's I'm saying? Like, too. yeah, Jeffrey That's Dahmer, who a lot of people thought was attractive. Charles Manson. Weird. Charles Manson, who's had women still wanted to marry him. Uh, you know, that whole appeal. They're like, he had, oh, he had, he had game, though. He had mouthpiece, what we call him. He was you know, charismatic. He was very charismatic. <laughs> exactly. But what I'm saying is, if you just think about it, just at a very simple level. You have abilities and you're attacking this woman. Yes, she's supposed to be the top of the of the top. But at the same time, she's still a ninja, which, again, led to your demise because you decided to take advantage of this woman who was also a ninja on top of being beautiful. You knew she was a ninja led to your demise. That's why the uh, shadow guy got killed. I think he was lacking a little bit after he did what he did. And it made him vulnerable, and I'm gonna leave it at that. So I'm not hiding the shadows too much. No, yeah. no, that's a, no, that's a fact. Hey, again, they 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 let they let the the body come. They let the body control their mind, and then use their mind to be like, "This is an adversary Facts. that could kill me that, at any that, instant." But isn't that how they always portray men? Right. Isn't well, that the stereotype with men? Yes. In Y'all every think anime. of the wrong and, body part. Well, you get what I'm saying? But but most but again but then even how if we're gonna talk deeper we'll go choose. to the last conversation we'll go to the last question yeah. is that men, men exactly like men are always men are always uh, taught to be like you know you think with your dick and not with your brain let's just keep it let's keep it a hundred I'm just gonna say it but out that, there man. <laughs> but you know what gets me about that whole thing and I'm gonna speak on this very shortly go ahead go ahead <laughs> I'm gonna give you the floor <laughs> in society you guys are forgiven in that piece yeah. it's like oh well boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. That is something that is always said. When a woman thinks in that type of way, oh, heaven forbid her, let her be, if she is sexually liberated, it is such a problem. And I think the biggest thing for me that I thought was, that really played on this was that I knew a guy who said, I will date and have my fun with women who have had multiple partners, but I will never marry a woman like that. Mm. Hmm. And that to me, I was like, so you're okay with having your fun, doing all these things. So you can have all this experience, but your wife cannot. They're saying it's a double standard. Yeah, it's a double standard that, let's be honest, that most most men are going to have. And the saying yeah. that I've heard I heard a lot growing up is that you don't want you want you don't want a lock that's be, that can be opened up by all keys. <laughs> you know, but like you know that. What at the same time, yeah, but you know I, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna add this. Go ahead, go ahead. Like but this that. is good. I'm gonna add like this that. piece to it. The thing yeah. that gets me, you guys want, uh, I'm not saying you guys, but like guys yeah. who say that want someone who's like considered pure, but then complain when she can't perform. How see, do you think she learns how? But that's trivial. But that's trivial. You get what on I'm the aspect. Like you and I want to, and experience. I'm glad we're talking about this, says, because I'm going to probably delete this last question. So we're going into that. This is the aspect of where the, as, the, the macho, uh, hyper masculine, like my woman has Ooh, to be like yeah. this, but then she, she got to be a freak yeah. in the bed. But she do like this, and I and I realize that. Oh, she's gonna know least, that. She needs to learn and, herself. And, she needs to learn that, what she this likes. This is the thing. This is the thing. Says a lot of guys are like again when we talk about emotion, at least for perspective for me, um, mm-hmm. and this is only in my opinion. When we talk about emotion with men, like when when a woman is experienced, let, let's be honest. Says what can a what can a dude experience um, outside of what a woman can experience from 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 multiple partners? And I'm just speaking on myself from my opinion. A guy has a penis, right? A, a penis is to stick. <laughs> like, what? What else? What else is a dude doing that? Can I'm sorry, you got penis? other things on your body that you can use. Yeah, I know, but we're you can learn about, how to build know, but, up. But if we're, we're just saying that we're gonna have this conversation, at least from my perspective. Again, only my perspective is that a, a woman. There could be a guy that let's. I'm just gonna throw it out there. We, there could be a guy that that sucks your nipples so so well that you have an orgasm. There can be a guy that that, um, <laughs> that that you know what I mean. And 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 that person. And it's also about ego and pride that men have to also swallow, which is hard to do. Why? Mm-hmm. Because again, what are it's we amazing. talking? It's hard for y'all to do, but you want a woman to do it. Because because again, here, here goes that. Here goes that. Place, so yeah, but I like I like how you said that. Here goes that here, too. Yeah, here goes no. Here goes that. Here goes that dichotomy of that that situation because there are women who 
even though women talk about hypermasculinity, how negative it is, they feed into that hypermasculinity. So if a man doesn't perform, if a man doesn't perform sexually correctly, that it pleases a woman in the bed, then they they throw him away. And that's more so of a, that's more so of a hypermasculine aspect, because if you want if you that person can't do may not be able to do what your partner did at that time because your partner had that, that had that experience at that point in time. And your body may not. You, there's certain things that you remember, too, about other partner. A lot of times people be clicking on a past to try to to try to imprint that on their current partner and your mm-hmm. current partner is not your past partner. So you got to say, but, he, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. A lot of people have that in their head, but they don't share with their partner, right? That's they don't share. They don't talk about I'm hey, deleting this last question. We're going ahead. Right. Thing, <laughs> Go ahead. Things that worked for me previously that I need you to do, mm. right? Like you need to have that conversation. And a lot of times I've seen this in couples, they do not talk about it. And it's kind of like swept under the carpet type of a thing. Like frequency is a big thing. It's a big thing. You can have it where a woman wants more than a man doesn't. You can have it where it's vice versa, right? They usually like to say in society, it's more the other way around where men will have a higher sex drive than women. But I'm like, <laughs> and my experience has been quite different. But I think well, in a sense of that, <laughs> in a sense of that. We're going we to lay out the topic, but keep going. All right. No, that's what I'm getting at is just go get it. I mean, go watch it. It's crazy. Go that, ahead, Seth. <laughs> I was gonna say, but that conversation needs to be had, right? And I think in this case, like with you think about the the characters in general, mm. the two female characters that were in this in this anime, like think about it. it was three. One was, it was very three, secure. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But the two that we know were considered to be the seductive ones, right? The two yeah, that Kaguro, were considered the Kaguro was not seen as seductive, at least by the guy with the strings. No, he wasn't. <laughs> Right. And the thing that gets me is that the one with the snakes, she was confident in hers. And she knew. Mm-hmm. She knew. She was like, the tattoo is going to get you. The snakes going to get you. Something going to get you. In fact, okay. the tattoos were fire. I'm not going to lie. Right. They were. And so, <laughs> when like, I was a kid was watching this, I was like, what? She was like, what? <laughs> but, like, she, but like, they, they, she was confident in her being. Right. And, and, you know, for Kaguro, it was more like, well, you know, I, it was used as a tool. So she never really was able to feel secure Mm. in that. Right. And Mm. so like, when you think about society for women in general, it's like this idea that if you are secure in your sexuality, it is seen as a threat. It is seen as bad. It's painted in a bad light. And you have to come off as this, you have to come off prude, but behind closed doors, you have to be that confident woman who is sexually liberated. And that mm. to me is like, why can't she be that across the board all the time if that's her? Why mm. do you need to sit here and ridicule her and make her feel less than if she feels that way out pu- publicly and in when to behind closed doors? Mm. I get that you Ego. want to kind of save, right? You want to save right. some things for for your partner, fine. But when you're trying to completely bind this woman down to to fit what you need to make you feel comfortable, it's like that's not right. Because when she comes to you and says, "Well, you financially are not doing what I need you to do," it's a problem. When she views you as a wallet, it's a problem. If she's viewing you as this masculine man that's going to be protective of her and you don't fit that mold, it's a problem. So mm. these type of things to me, it's like we have fed into the society like assumptions that we need to have of each other. And we are not doing a good job in trying to dispel that. I think we're moving towards that. But again, I think that I thought was pretty interesting when they were showing these two females who were yeah. known to be seductive, but they were seeing it in such a different light. Mm. See, and I brought it back. I brought yeah, it but, back. No, but one, but thank you for bringing it back before we ended off. But one was, Mr. Fine, if I'm talking too much, go ahead and jump in. But one was. I was going to say something. Cool. Let you go ahead. Rock out. Oh, yeah. No, one was seen as like, oh, she just, you can't touch her at all. Yeah, she's 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 pretty to look she's at. She's bad, but no, don't but, touch her. Yeah, yeah, she's bad she to look poisoned. at, but like you touch her, you die. Like for real. No, oh, and the other one who, yeah, the, the other one was like, she if she was more, if she was more active, like with the, the, the ninja clan that got decimated, if she was there, they would have all been like, oh, wait a minute, who is this? They would like she would have she would have seduced them into ways where they all would have died, but it just probably wouldn't have been as gruesome. <laughs> um, but it was just that that difference in there. And also the way that she looked at she could have looked at them, too, because it was just a total different thing. She uh, Kaguro was looking at them as far as like this is a brotherhood that I want to be a part of because I am a ninja. But when you talk about the other the, the other uh, the women of the uh, eight devils of Kimon, it was totally totally different like they're like i don't know you like who are you you're like you're you're not gimma so you're below you're subpar period so i'm not even giving you time so they're gonna rush to them and their attraction because they're seen as subpar could have been even 
more so to go to the <laughs> to go to the eight the two women from the eight uh devils of Kimon than they would be going for Kaguro. It's just like again, it's what you're is what when someone says you can't have something, you want it more because you're right. like, why? You know what I mean? That's that right. it's just it's very simple stuff, but a lot of isn't people that crazy? Isn't that crazy? You like I can't it's, have it, but I want it. It's genetic is it's genetically in, embedded in us as a as a species. I, I feel yeah. go Miss Refine, I'm gonna let you end it. Go ahead and say what you got to say. And we get yeah, I was just going to be kind of real brief. Like, if you think about Gamma, Gamma, he was, they liked him. They wanted him. They was attracted to him. But the guy mm. also had two sides. He mm. was messing with men and he was messing with women. So normally I would say in this day and age, like back BC and all that stuff, that was socially acceptable. Right now, you can't say you can do that. And a woman okay. would be okay with that unless she's back. just with maybe for a financial aspect. And in mm. this case, he that wasn't in the wallet, but he was somebody of um, security. He was somebody of dominance as far as how he held things together. And he was very good in the bedroom. So they was getting all boxes checked <laughs> off for them. That's but right. as far as an emotional partner, you know, he wasn't good for that. But um, you know, was he might not have been good in the bedroom. He just had the power. You know what I'm saying? I, they, let's they, say know. he was he yeah. had a man and a woman that he was rocking with on a regular. And then he mm. had Yuri Morrow's string man jealous because. The girl with the um powder that was exploding stuff yeah, was sitting Minas- there whispering Minasato, ear, like, yo, Minasato, you yeah. know he messing with Benny Sato on the back, mm. you know what I mean? He's like, like will you shut it? Yeah, so <laughs> it was it was crazy. He kills, he kills Benny Sato before she even gets a chance to fight back because he was like two failures. No, bro, you found out from uh Zagaro that she yeah. was that was sleeping with Gemma and and, and, and you, you didn't know. Him. So did and you fail, didn't know so you got jealous and you try to keep your composure no. face, but you was just being <laughs> you was she, really she being, did fail. She did fail yeah. twice. So she you did, had old dude. But he was being a cock blocker. Let's just keep it hundred. Let's was. not try to I play mean, we're gonna game. be truthful about that, but she did fail. I'm not gonna lie, she did fail. Because when you had old dude in the grotto when he was sitting there and he right. had no idea, and dude was slowly sinking yes. into that water yes. like old she dude in Dyer of a mad black woman. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Slowly sinking into the water. If it wasn't for old dude, you know, the one throwing that damn uh, star at him, he was a, it was a wrap. I think the movie would have ended real quick. Yeah, like, that's, oh. true. that's true. But well, again, you see how, <laughs> you see how we do, man. Shout out to Sud. Shout out Mr. Refine. Man, shout out Helicoaster Brewing Company, man. Town business all day. The infinite style season. Go see if you can find it everywhere. I don't know. And it's then Shot G. Shock G, you got to hold it down, man. R.I.P. Shock G, man. Town business all day, every day. The Trappist, you know, and then Suds. Can't wait for version two of this. The Lemonciello, Scarlet, oh, Scarlet Volume One, Scarlet Volume One, Oak Park Brewing Company. Hey, this is Black Nerd Fridays. Next Friday is, excuse me, the month of September is all Suds, uh, all Suds, but we will be reviewing The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf. And I yes. mean, when I say that show is fire, if they don't continue that that that, that series and make another movie, they are sleeping no. on that. And they're probably making it right now because I haven't seen I too hope. many people on social media talk about it. And if you haven't watched it, you're tripping. Like, that tripping. is fire. Seriously. But anyway, it's Mr. Refine. It's Suds. I'm your host, D. Neal. We'll catch you on the next episode of Black Nerd Fridays every Friday right here on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch. And then we might have to get some IG stuff going in, but we got to get y'all to come over here first. We out. Peace. Peace. Got to hit that end button. Oh, oh, the end button.